Coming to you from the bottom of Lake Agassiz, welcome to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. I'm your host, Doug Leary, former game warden, a current biologist, and uh, thanking you for allowing us to be a part of your weekend outdoors, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're listening live on the air, uh, kfjo.com, the mobile app, the podcast, I really appreciate you. I'm a former game warden, I'm a current biologist, and I've been working for the Game and Fish Department for a long, long time. I'm a North Dakota native. I was born in beautiful Williston, North Dakota. My dad worked for the Department of Ag for uh, what was FHA, turned into rural development. And so he was stationed in Williston when I was born. Then we moved to Lemoore, and then uh, he ended his career in Valley City, where I graduated from high school. I started working summer temporary positions with the Fish and Wildlife Service, and uh, did that while I was in college in Botno and then graduated from NDSU in Fargo, started my career as a game warden. So my summer temporary positions took me to places like the Cullum Wetland Management District, the Valley City Wetland Management District, Long Lake National Wildlife Refuge. I worked at uh, Lostwood National Wildlife Refuge for Ducks Unlimited uh, out of college. And then I began my career as a game warden, stationed in Botno, and then uh, transferred down to Fargo before becoming an outreach biologist. So the weekend edition of Ultras Live, a little bit of a different way of looking at the outdoors, but thank you for allowing us to be a part of the outdoors with you. As easy as it is to strike up a conversation about deer and deer hunting in North Dakota, um, it, it it's basically like you could talk, you could probably talk easier about deer and deer hunting in North Dakota than you could about the high school football team. Hmm. Yeah, because that's that's a little bit more seasonal. If your if your team won the state championship. Then you can then you can definitely talk about it a lot longer. It, the the shelf life is is much especially especially when you come around to the ten year anniversary and the, and the twenty year anniversary. But I digress. You can talk about deer hunting. You can talk about deer hunting probably just about any time of year. How was last year's deer hunt? How are the deer doing this winter? What do you think the deer numbers are going to be like uh, next year? It's it's very very relative to North Dakota. I I keep my ears open for discussions in South Dakota and also in Minnesota. Maybe not as much on a big, huge national level, but one that I haven't one I haven't been able to shake is is staying connected to the concerns and the issues with wolves and deer and antis in Minnesota. And there is just a huge huge issue about wolf management, the impact of wolves on deer, on moose, and then the antis that are trying to suppress any type of wolf management. I, I don't I don't know how I don't know how you get past that. Because I, I understand if you take a big picture look at it, I understand the need for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, okay? I do. I work temporary for the Fish and Wildlife Service. I have a lot of friends that work for the Fish and Wildlife Service. A lot of those people that maybe grew up in North Dakota or other places and and realized, just, just like it does on any federal level, sometimes it's a challenge trying to Im- implement federal rules and regulations on a local level that don't make sense on a local level. So wolf management and, you know, and specific wildlife management on non 
migratory species. Waterfall, you have to you, you you have to manage waterfall from Canada to the United States to Mexico, and also the hunting. When it comes to large prey, even though a wolf can travel all across literally the region, even though a mountain lion can travel all across you know literally the United States, you need to really really have that local input and that local control for especially when it comes to wolves. Now, don't don't paint me as just anti-wolf because there is a place. I, I would look at the way North Dakota has managed mountain lions as to understanding that you can have local control on a low species population that is an apex predator that still allows for, for management without just a, let's completely exterminate all of the mountain lions. That was never North Dakota's goal. And we've done a good job of, of managing that. Some landowners might say that they wish they never had another mountain lion out there on the Badlands. I've, I've read and heard increasing interest on the growing population of grizzly bears in the Rockies and, and knowing that if you spend any time reading the history of wildlife from the annals of Lewis and Clark, that there were grizzly bears along the Missouri River system. So to think that that could never happen again is is, is really just a, a wrong point of view, is understanding that 20 years ago, we started a mountain lion hunting season in North Dakota. And I was, I was surprised if you'd have told me 30 years ago we were going to have one. No, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that happened. So I keep your ears open for the continued... Uh, the, the continued discussion on managing wolves in Minnesota and their impact on deer populations, deer behavior, and deer hunters. Let's shift gears to the ice. Scott Gangle, when we look at ice fishing in North Dakota, Scott Gangle, a fisheries biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Run. What kind of a, a, a impact or an interest in ice fishing do you see statistically in North Dakota? You know, ice fishing in North Dakota is extremely popular. Out of all of our licensed anglers, we survey every year, about 25% of them on an average year will, will partake in ice fishing. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big chunk of, chunk of our angling population out there that do like to ice fish. 25% of all anglers go ice fishing, of all licensed anglers in North Dakota Go ice fishing. I think that I think that number for some people would think, wow, that's that's kind of small. But when you think of the terms of if there's 150,000 individuals licensed from North Dakota or 200,000 total, um, you know, you're looking at 25 to 50,000 people that do hard water fishing. You look at it the other way. If if you didn't have if you didn't have that number of hard water anglers. Just think of, because there's, there's some people, I know it's, it, it might be hard to fathom. There's some people, uh, that work seasonally at a, a cousin's husband who, uh, did seasonal bulldozer work. And in the wintertime, ice fish never fished in the summer. So there are those people out there that are busy doing construction and different types of work in the summertime. They don't summer fish, but they just ice fish. So it's a very, very significant portion of our angler. Scott Gangle, fisheries biologist for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. You're listening to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the Mighty 790 KFGO, FM 94.1, 104.7, KFGO.com, the KFG mobile app, and I'm Doug Lear.